0: No, <laughs>
1: Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy, the show that talks 100% L.A. Galaxy soccer. We're glad you could join us. Now it's time to sit back and relax as your hosts navigate through the twisting, turning, but never boring world of the five-time MLS Cup champion, L.A. Galaxy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com.
0: I'm your host, Josh Guessman, coming to you on a Thursday, July 22nd. L.A. Galaxy coming off their first draw of the season, we're going to talk about that come from behind, draw at Real Salt Lake and why you should probably be pretty happy about it but if you're mad about it, I understand too uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that, uh, get you through some stats, get you through some other interesting things as we sort of weed our way along to FC Dallas, this is the short break Wednesday, Saturday team is already in Dallas, travel today we're going to talk a whole bunch about that, uh, maybe even about uh, Jonathan Bonds, a travel pillow I don't know, that seems like a hot topic, so we're going to, we're going to go with that as well, uh, to help me do all of that He's uh he's he's joining me. He uh, it's it's weird because we're good friends. We've seen each other for so many times. I can't believe we haven't had him on. But Mister Christian Miles, Christian, how's it going, buddy?
2: Yeah, great, Josh. Uh, finally, finally, the invite comes. I mean, <laughs> I've been waiting for this for about four years. But uh, it's my my COG debut. Looking forward to. Uh, Talk a little galaxy and look ahead, look back, and uh, exciting times. So yeah,
0: yeah, it's fun. And you have, um, you know, for all of our our listeners there, you have a, a, the Lion of Los Angeles CMG yes. shirt on as well. So uh, we appreciate that.
2: Full COG groupie and, you know, my love to COG and Zlatan. A couple of seasons old, but I'm, I'm old school, right? Right. So. That's right.
0: I mean, I know we, uh, we were just talking about that. I turn 40 tomorrow <laughs> and, and I'm sort of Happy like, birthday. thank you. I appreciate that. Um, and it's 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 a lot. We were talking before just before we got on air and I was like, you know, it used to be that some of the guys on the team who played soccer were actually older than me. Now, the only people who are older than me are the coaches. Um, and I think I'm gonna time out of that here pretty fast too. If, you know, uh, maybe Greg Vanny sticks around. I think he's got me by like five years, so I, you know, that'll that'll keep going. We'll we'll still we'll we'll race each other to fifty or something like that.
2: Forty, Fort- Josh, How do you feel about that?
0: I'm okay with it, um, mostly because it's still tomorrow. Um, you asked me what my plans were. I said uh, I'm gonna try to get out of bed. So I mean, if we can if we can make that, it's a good start to forty, as far as I can see. So, uh, but yeah. that
2: qualifies as glass half full. Then I mean, <laughs> I was expecting like a skydiving or going to Vegas or no, I don't know, no, something
0: crazy. I, I don't think I'm midlife crisising it yet. I plan on <laughs> maybe it's I plan on living to like you know ninety. So forty five should be my midlife crisis, right? That's what it nice. is. I want to be ninety in the press box. Um, you know, just sitting there, just like counting up stats. And I said, I remember when Zlatan played. That'll be me in the corner. And people will be like, does anybody even sit next to him? We're like, no, he just talks to himself in the corner. That I, Hopefully, <laughs> fingers crossed, that's me.
2: And I'll be across the way, and then we'll be too old to slap high fives.
0: That, that's exactly, we'll just we'll just nod. We'll, <laughs> we'll give each other the nod. No, uh, Christian, uh, I, yes. I, I know people know this, but I want to tell everybody. Obviously, you do you do the play by play on the radio stream for the LA Galaxy, which is on YouTube, right? And so, if you were ever not able to watch the game, because I hear plenty of complaints about Spectrum and whether or not you have that channel or not, <laughs> and you you don't have the ability, you can go on YouTube, um, the LA Galaxy's YouTube page, and and most of the time, uh, if it's a Spectrum broadcast, it's. You you in there doing the play-by-play is that is that a correct statement on all that
3: i'm
2: joe titino's stuntman so to speak <laughs> joe's busy with the big time tv stuff with kobe and i step in and perform the radio duties it's on youtube it's also on lagalaxy.com the radio stream we chime in about 15 minutes or so before kickoff at the quarter till of the hour and then we also have a 15 minute post game show so hey if you uh want a little radio stream and you're in your car you, you're unable to get in the TV and watch Joe and Kobe. Give us a shot. Give us a listen.
0: Yeah. And Christian does a great job. He's usually up on the press box talking with me and Larry and Kevin uh, before the games. And we just you know, toss him back and forth stuff. We text each other all the time. Like, you know, how do you say that guy's name? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> here we go. Well, it, well, see, the good news is I actually so I don't know if you caught this, but in the post game uh, last night, I actually asked Ryan how, to, how you said his name. So we will have that. Um, and I'll try to find it here soonish because we're going to end up saying his name a lot. And it was one of those things that was a question mark. Now, it changed, and everybody needs to understand that it changed. Ryan put out a video of him saying revolution, basically. And we all heard that video, and you know, I've I played that video, I think, on the podcast, too. Um, but we all heard that, we saw that, and we said, okay, that's how he wants to say it. Well, apparently that's which not... Was
2: a, which was a big head scratcher. I mean, French guy <laughs> coming in. I mean, it sounds like New England revolution almost, doesn't
0: it? It it, it did. And you know what? We were having a good time with that too. Um, So, you know, it was one of those, it's like, hey, if that's how he wants to say it, then um, that's how he wants to say it. And so we sort of went that way. um, And now apparently we're going back a different way. Um, A Revelison is, I believe, how we're going with now. Um, And I have him actually saying it. um, And I just want to see... It's. I have to go through all this, all these different uh, things, um, because there's such. There's a French translation. There's a whole bunch of stuff in there, um, and so I want to make sure uh, that we get it uh, correct. So I'll try to maybe listen to it here in, in a second while we while we talk about this game. But Christian, this is a game. Uh, the LA Galaxy go to Real Salt Lake. Um, they are. Reeling off of the loss to Vancouver, right? Obviously, I think their first really bad game of the year is that Vancouver loss and there was nothing really positive to take out of it. It was just a flat performance. Um, and then they go into RSL, which if you looked at the three games they were going to play is the hardest of the three games. Um, and especially coming off the back off the, the, the weekend game at altitude, staying at altitude, doing all the stuff. Um, the the RSL game was gonna be the most difficult one um and you're still missing seven players five players international duty or I think even maybe even eight players five to international three to injury if you count Jalen Neal on that um so there's still this shorthanded sort of mentality that's going in there and to start the game basically the LA Galaxy go down to nothing I mean it's it, it wasn't the start that I think everybody or the reaction that everybody wanted to see
2: it's not I mean i tweeted out before the game i was not expecting complacency to start this game but it was almost josh like a, a carryover from the vancouver game especially as the vancouver game ended in the second half and galaxy were just sleepwalking through the 15 minutes Um uh, we also like, i don't know what freddie was said to them but they came out in that high press made things real difficult the distribution out of the back was really poor from the galaxy um they weren't up for it, and uh, you know, credit to them—they woke up and, and. We'll talk about it here, but you know, a team that will be happy with a point—it's kind of a thing where a point feels like three points, right? Even though they did have an opportunity to win this, but given the circumstances and, and down two nil after twenty-six minutes, they can be happy with a point. It's one of those—it doesn't mean that as much as it you might think in the results, but in terms of morale and confidence building, this team just proves something big to themselves. I think.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, and and you you want to see that? By the way, I think I've tracked down uh, now uh, Ryan saying his name. It's uh, uh, I have this really cool app now that transcribes all of the audio into into <laughs> stuff, and then I can go because so we're gonna attempt to make this sound good. So so listen carefully, um, and then we'll try to copy it.
3: Ravellison.
0: Revelison.
3: Revelison.
2: Revelison. Okay, that's how I was saying it last night, and right. then. You know, you get attacked on social media for saying it wrong, and then you tweet out the video that you were kind enough to send me beforehand. We were all, like, freaking out. I mean, everybody – even, you know, the Galaxy PR staff was like, I don't know. We ask him every time. And
0: and it changes.
2: Four times. It changes every four times. You don't know what he's saying. And so – but, you know, bottom line, every player needs to have their name pronounced how they wish. And we're just trying to do – Ryan – Revelous and justice, right?
0: That, that's all. Hey, we're just trying to make it that way. I it, And you want to get it right. I mean, this is one of it's like I get angry whenever, you know, Nick DePew is Nick DePew, not Nick Dupuy, And you don't say it, Dupuy, even though it looks like it is. It's DePue. And that's how his name is. It's Dan Stares, right? Not Dan Stares, Stares, right? And it's like these little things that you go through. And it's little things like that that, that, that drive me crazy because we've seen and we've been around long enough announcers change names. Of people to sort of fit how they want to say it, and I don't want to get into that. So that so we're gonna go with Revelison. Okay, that's the, I'm in. Okay, I'm
2: in, just keep everybody happy. So, and this, by the way, came from the horse's mouth himself, Revelison, telling Greg Vanny, and Greg Vanny personally reiterating this pronunciation to the Galaxy PR staff, who's kind enough. Shout out to Vicky Marcado Yes, um, let you know who let us know. So, right. yes. Ryan Rivellison.
0: Yeah, and then I asked him, and then I didn't trust any of them, and I asked him again after the game. <laughs> so that was, and he was smiling. So anyway, that's that's where we're at, and, and that's the thing. I just want to make sure everybody knows that's what we're doing. But the lineup Greg Vanny throws out for this is, um, I'm not going to say, it's not like, int- I don't think it was interesting. I don't think it was outlandish. It was sort of straightforward in a lot of ways. You know, you had Kevin Cabral at center forward, which we, we know on this program, I have been very critical of him in the center of the field, and I think I stand... I stand correct on that um, even throughout this game. So you had Cabral playing that center forward position. You had Dunbar out on the left wing. You had Grant Sierra out on the right wing. Uh, that would switch. Uh, that wouldn't last very long. In fact, as soon as they scored two goals, Greg Vanny switched it and everything calmed down afterwards. We'll talk about that as being maybe the play of the game um, outside of Victor Vasquez scoring that goal. Uh, Sasha Question: you have Revelison in the center with Victor Vasquez, Villafanya, Williams, Depew, Arajo, Bond back there. So, I mean, again, a very, I, I would say it's a vanilla lineup. And when we talk about missing people, you're missing Sebastian Lejet would probably be a starter in there. You're missing Chicharito, who would probably be a starter in there. Uh, we sort of said this against Vancouver as well. There aren't a ton of starters missing, but there's some flexibility in the starters that are that are there, right? There's a lack of flexibility in the starters that are there. Because you're missing Chicharito. That's a big one. Everybody knows that. Um, you know, yes, you'd probably slot Sebastian lejet somewhere in the midfield. But with Rivellis in there, that actually becomes more of a question mark between Vasquez and Kleshtian and Kleshtian probably doesn't start. It's probably legit and Kleshtian comes in off the bench. That makes sense. Um, and then if you go on the backside, on the on the defensive side, Nick Depew is probably not long term. The starter there, it's Koulibaly or it's Steres or however they sort of want to run that um, in there. So, mm-hmm. again, I'm not you're, you're only really missing three starters on the whole thing. To me, there shouldn't be a huge drop off in how they play, but we have seen that they are not the same team with Kluschen in the center, with Vasquez in the center. They're certainly slower in the center, and uh, Rovellison has sort of had to pick up the uh, all of the, the slack in that. And I think uh, amazingly, he's done that.
2: He's been fantastic, breath of fresh air. You know, goal in each of the last three games, and you know he's proven his flexibility, which gives a lot of options to Greg Vanny. You know, played the first game starting at the number six against FC Dallas and then moved into that uh, central defensive role due to the injury injury to Sega uh, he's a natural number 6 and you can see uh, I've been screaming for this the whole season this team even with Jonathan Dos Santos fully fit it needs cover in the center of the park they're missing a number 6 they're missing that steal in midfield and it allow players even like Sasha like you were talking about or Jonathan Dos Santos a little freer role to play a little higher almost as that proverbial number 8 and a box to box presence and it just frees up other players because it, it's almost like a domino effect. If you have a number six and you've got a strong spine and, you know, Sega is going to be the partnership back there, I believe, um, alongside his his partner, uh, not to Pew but Derek Williams uh, and the fullbacks are set. So I, I like the spine. I like Reveleson coming in there. I think he's been I mean, this is going to sound almost like cat in the hat, kind of alliterative, but Revel- revelison has been a revelation he has and been, Yeah, he's been i mean you know fantastic and, and no one expected this from him and um really brought a different dimension power on set pieces uh, you really can't say enough about him i, I like his i like his attitude I and mean, he's he's almost got kind of a magic johnson kind of aura about him he's smiling he laid back yes. he's relaxed he's enjoys his football you know he had a couple little niggles with uh you know some cap problems against Vancouver, but he really bounced back. And you know, it, it credit it credit to the adjustments that Greg Vanny made because Greg Vanny, bar none, for me, in-game adjustments in Major League Soccer, you know, he's right up there with the Bruce Arenas of the world.
0: Yeah, I mean, um, it's just it's been really really crazy, and and I. <laughs> You know, it almost makes and this is this is going to be the discussion in the show, right? Because you have Kevin Cabral, who's out there and who's trying who's getting a lot of pressure on him. And I think rightfully so in some ways, he's a young designated player, but he's 22 years old. It's not like he is, um, you know, he has ever been this far away from home. Um, There's so many things that are different to him. And I I had somebody who was trying to compare him to Efrain Alvarez It's like, well, would you let Alvarez keep starting if it was the whole thing? I'm like, well, Efrain Alvarez is playing. And his home, he's home. He's never left anywhere. He's playing with his hometown club. (laughs) He's, he's as comfortable there as anywhere else. um, You know, and and so you can't really compare those things, especially when you're talking about Cabral, who is now, I think 10 games uh, has played 10 games um, in this, in this time. And so, Um, I've argued and, and I think I'm still right on this is that center forward is not his position. Now there's not much they can do, you know, and this is a shortcoming of the LA galaxy. This is something that we know Dennis Declosa knows about. This is something we know Greg Vanny knows about is that they are short in terms of their backup striker, right? They don't have one. Um, you know, I think they were hoping that Augie Williams might be able to fill a little bit of a hole, but we've seen that that isn't the case. And Greg Vanny has been openly critical of sort of his performances, Um, Ethan Zubak is an extremely hard worker, uh, tries his absolute hardest every single time he's out there will run himself into the ground, which is all great things. The talent's not there. And I, you know, I really like Ethan and I think he's a great guy, but, um, you know, eventually maybe he, he develops into a guy who can give you some minutes off the bench and score you some goals and stuff like that. But in terms of, you know, what you need as a starting striker right now, even a backup striker, he's not there. Um, Kevin Cabral is not there. He's much better as a winger. He has more space on the outside. He's more creative on the outside. The more he drifts in, and if I'm Greg Vanny, I put, I'm almost like, you know, start like throwing things at him as soon as he starts like moving further and further inside the field. Um, the further he moves in, the more problems that uh, he has in terms of finding space, finding time, and his physicality isn't there. So I, I I'm high on him. I think he's going to be fine. But putting him in right now as the second striker sort of backup is not going to work for him, at least right now. He's got to develop a lot of his game. Um, You know, the argument here is, though, Christian, they spent a lot of money on him um, and people are already saying, well, you need to bench him. And I'm like, he's 22 years old. You do not bench that kid. Let him play through it. And you're paying him one point four million dollars a year, roughly. Um, so that's a lot of money for, for a guy to be sitting on the bench. And, uh, I know Kevin always argues with me and says, who cares if, if you winning games, it is that mm-hmm. it, it matters. It matters whenever there's that much money sitting on the bench. I think he's going to be fine over the five years. I think he's going to be a very good player. I think Vanny knows he's a project. I think they got him for that reason, but, um, he's going to take some heat. He missed a wide open sitter. I'll, I'll argue it wasn't as easy as everybody pretends it was but it was something that he probably should have scored um, in this game and would have really helped the LA Galaxy in that moment um, to really grab hold of the game and maybe push that into a game where they could have won it instead of just tying it. So um, there's something there. What, what do you take on Kevin Cabral and sort of his progression? First 10 games.
2: I, I see a lack of depth up front for the Galaxy or good when Chicharito comes in and, and they have Grand Sierra, and even Cabral wide on the left. And I, I like Cabral. I, I see it in him. I, I know what Vanny sees in him. He has that potential. He's got a great first touch. Decision making has let himself down too easily. Dispossessed. I think he needs to be a little bit stronger on the ball, and that's to be expected with a young player who's playing, you know, abroad for the first time. But you know, this is time to step up. I mean, yes, it's going to be good. You want to take a long term approach to it, but you know, come the time being, you know, you've got to show up. He's got one goal on the campaign in about ten or eleven appearances. It's got to get a little bit better. It's got to get sharper. And also, I, I think what he needs to do, whether it be you know, Chicharito, Ethan Zubak, whoever's playing um, in that number nine role, there has to be a little bit better understanding. And I'm just not seeing that. But, you know, all in all, I take a step back and a broader perspective of this is so much turnover for this Galaxy team this year who you know lost about seven starters, I believe, uh, to my best recollection. So it's going to take a little while for this team to gel. We're only, you know, 14 games into the campaign. Um, and and Cabral coming in late didn't help anything. But right. I, I too share the same optimism. I think he's got it there. I think he has it in him. Um, I was hoping that that goal against Dallas would open the floodgates. Um, he seems a little bit lost in the system right now, if, if I'm being frank. Right. And that's something that I'm sure that Greg Vanny will address with him on an individual basis. Um, and we'll see how it plays out here, but. I agree. He's somebody that you have to keep faith with. There's not a lot of other options that, right now. That's the
0: other thing. It's like, what else are you going to, I mean, there there isn't anything else. Somebody's like, oh, well, you should bench him. I'm like, you're not benching anybody right now. We're not with eight guys who aren't on this roster who realistically have an effect on this roster.
2: There There is the option, though, and, and a player that deserves a chance. And Augustine Williams, who you know, we've seen his exploits at Galaxy 2, a guy that can bang in the goals. He banged in thirteen, second best in USL Championship. Now that's USL Championship. Right. MLS is another um, kettle of fish here. So and and Vanny has been critical of some of the play of Augustine Williams. So he's waiting in the wings. I think he's a player that's going to prove himself, and and he might get a chance at that. And as far as a center forward role, personally, I don't see it with Cabral. I think he it needs to express himself in a wider, more creative role and. His ability to link and almost drift in from those outside in positions uh, really suits his strengths. Uh,
0: by the way, I want to get to some super chats that we got. Uh, Aaron gave us five dollars, and he says, "I want to, de- I want you two to debate, preferably have a boxing match to decide how to pronounce uh, <laughs> Rovellison." Also, I want Christian. <laughs> also, I want Christian to pronounce uh, GBS's name for for Josh. Give me your best.
3: Escaloto.
0: Escaloto. Yeah, it's it's one of those. I, I never would go with Escaloto. Well. Yeah.
2: I have I have to take I have to backtrack a little bit in our days you know going way back in the days at Fox Soccer and we we saw him play with Boca Juniors everything that came in was escaloto escaloto that's the Spanish pronunciation so and apologies it did get stuck in my head but that is technically the pronunciation even he addressed it during a press uh, post game press conference so there you go I'm, I'm standing tall I'm standing firm with my but we don't have to worry about that
0: anymore. John right? John sends us uh, a five dollars super chat as well and <laughs> says uh, appreciate Christian's work. So he's a fan of yours. The best part about that five dollars is you'll never see a penny of it. That's my favorite part about this <laughs> is is that that will I'll, I'll, I'll you know what, first of all let's just let's not pretend that YouTube doesn't see like thirty percent of that or that five dollars. <laughs> all right, so um, good job YouTube. Way to way to go. But no, we appreciate that John. Thank you for the super chats um, on that. Let's get to this game though. The LA Galaxy, like we said, they give up two goals. Um, yes, then Greg Vanny, what makes what I consider the play of the game, which is a switch, and he switched Dunbar, who was getting torched on the left hand side. um he was getting steamrolled. he wasn't getting back on defense. viafania was getting double teamed on the attacking side of things a couple times. and viafania looked lost, and viafania is not a guy who looks lost. I'm gonna give everybody. Uh, a little a little hint on this if you ever see viafania looking lost something's not right in front of him like something isn't working the way he's seeing it and in this particular case it's Cameron Dunbar was was the issue in that particular thing so Greg Vanny does something and maybe he could have done it a little earlier but he didn't it was after the two goals get scored he switches Dunbar and Grand Sir, which by the way is it's a little thing right and people are going to sort of dismiss this as it being a little thing RSL did not get into that game. That was it. It was over. That was that yep. was the end of them being dangerous on the attack because they were coming up that that right-hand side, their right-hand side attacking, attacking the left side of the LA Galaxy. And they were just, they, it was unimpeded. They were just rolling through. It was like the Galaxy were traffic cones. They make that switch and Grand Seer comes in and shuts down anything that happened on that side with Viafania. Those two understand each other. Done. That's that's what that's what got the LA Galaxy. You know, obviously you can you can key in Victor Vasquez with a clutch goal uh, in the first half that really does it. But that switch solidified the formation, made things happen, brought uh, Raveloson into the game a lot more in the center. Um, it was able to sort of establish p- the positioning in the midfield that was a problem early in the game, and those things combined. Um, I was going to say, is Captain Planet. With your powers combined, I am Captain Planet. No. Uh, with those <laughs> things combined, that's where that's where the LA Galaxy were able to gain a foothold back in this game, in, in my opinion.
2: 100%. Um, it was the, If you have to look back on this game on the balance in 90 minutes, that was kind of the defining moment. And, you know, Grand Seer is a naturally left-footed player. And we saw him hit the crossbar in the previous two games. And Vanny wanted that inverted quote-unquote inverted winger presence and and we've seen it throughout the campaign with Grand on the right you know cutting in on his left and then whoever it may be on the left whether it be Cabral or in uh, the case last night with the likes of Dunbar uh, Dunbar cutting on the right as well as Vasquez in support who naturally likes to drift out wide left I thought it was a stroke of genius because it was uh Grand who actually kind of opens up the field with that natural left foot drops that shoulder and that creates that space underneath and with the added commitment of trying to get forward and really not having anything to lose, being down two goals to nail after 26 minutes. I thought it was a stroke of genius. Completely unbalanced. Real Salt Lake, I don't think uh, Justin Glad, and with Herrera bombing forward, could cope with the pace, the power, the directness the likes of, of Grand seer. a player who I, I thought was due—I really thought he was going to hit the score sheet on that game—but uh, not for a lack of trying. But his directness and his ability to really put those defenders on the back foot, open space up underneath. Uh, I thought Greg Vanny again—he more times than not, he's going to get his in-game adjustments correct, and he really kind of pushed the honest with that. And um, I don't think that Real Salt Lake—they had a few flutters here and there and had a few glimpses, but I don't really think that they had an answer. For that
0: move, no, no, and, and you know, I talked to Greg afterwards, um, and you know, there were the normal questions that obviously talking about uh revelison. Uh, revelison. I see. I want to go back to the French version Come that I, I know. I'll get it. Uh, um is how good he's been. That was obviously a, a, f- a very early question. My question for Greg was: I go. It didn't seem like the galaxy panicked. Right now, I will argue, I don't think there was a big enough reaction after the first goal, giving up the first goal of sort of being like, hey, you know, pay attention. We're about to get run over and you can see it coming. Right. Because the first 26 minutes, that's what it was, is the Galaxy were laying down on the tracks and RSL was coming through full steam ahead and they were just going to get run over. You knew that was happening. Um, but when you see but um, after the second goal, the Galaxy mm-hmm. were sort of like, OK, you know what, we're just we're just going to go ahead and we're, we'll we'll be fine. We're fine. We know we're fine now. We figured it out. And Greg Vandy said that he thought they played some of their best soccer immediately after, um, you know, that that second goal went in. Um, And then it goes to Victor Vasquez. I can Victor Vasquez be underrated because it feels like he's underrated. Like it feels like people are like, oh, he's old. Eh, Don't worry about him. You know, he's not he can't do much anymore. The whole deal. Victor Vasquez still pulls so many strings in the midfield and that goal that he had, I mean, it's not like he had a ton of room to take that shot. He took that shot with inches of room um, in order to get it and it was it was one Ochoa just stood and watched. He was never getting to it. Um, so, I mean, is, is Victor Vasquez sort of an underrated guy in the LA Galaxy or, or or do we give him enough credit and it's everybody else who's not paying attention?
2: I don't know the answer to that, but, uh, you know, this guy's a treble winner and, you know, when we signed him, at the beginning of the season, I thought, "Oh wow, this is a fantastic signing because he's a he's a game changer." But he's a guy that can provide creativity, and he has a nose for goal, and, and we've seen that. And unfortunately, you know, missed out about I believe about three games uh, due to injury, and, and trying to fit in in his place. Sometimes I think that he's trying to do a little bit too much, perhaps, and right. take too much of that load on his shoulders. But he's trying to, you know, we know he can link, we know he can score goals, and you know, on his day and hundred percent fit. This is a guy that can change a game and they need that creative inspiration, um, a little bit, uh, sometimes going forward.
0: Yeah. Uh, you see that from him. He's, he's just, he's so solid. That goal is huge. Um, it's not, the, it's not the one though, in my opinion, that was, it wasn't like the galaxy needed that goal to, you know, spur themselves on again. I didn't see any panic in the LA galaxy after they sort of made that switch. I mean, is that unfair?
2: no no it's not and in fact arguably the best 15 minutes of that game were the last quarter of an hour before halftime i thought it was brilliant um, they were great uh that rails Salt Lake didn't see it coming they kind of became unhinged so yeah and it, you know a little bit of a flutter in the second half it became a little bit more stretched a little bit more wide open but it was uh you know no no really adjustment made by rail salt lake yes change, things changed a little bit with stairs coming in the second half they went to three at the back and Trying to get a little bit numbers forward, looking for that equalizer, which you know eventually came from Mavella. That that's uh, that's
0: such an important thing. I really want to focus in on yeah. that though. The the change to three in the back and pushing up the mm-hmm. wide players is, is huge. Let me get to. I want to get to Greg Vanny talking about how they played after they went down two nothing. This is his is uh, response to my question, um, and I just play this, and then we'll uh, we won't play the whole thing because Greg will talk for like twelve minutes. But um, <laughs> we'll we'll, pl- we'll play a little portion here from uh, Greg Vanny after the uh, the LA Galaxy's two two draw with Real Salt Lake.
3: I thought... When we went down 2-0, we actually played our our best soccer at that point. That you know that we've seen in a couple games, uh, specifically last game. But we played well at home the previous ones. But I thought all of a sudden the ball started moving. We started to find the open player. We were playing across the field. We were doing a lot of things that we talked about. But we weren't rushing. We were finding the next best pass, and the ball was getting to each other quicker. And it was getting to each other to give the next guy a chance to be successful. We were building good numbers into the attacks. Julian was getting having a chance to get higher because we weren't we weren't losing the ball in two three passes. we were a little more patient allowing allowing our interchanges to to happen, which was overloading them on the outside, which was creating a lot of a lot of challenges for them so <clears throat> some of the things that we talked about between last game that we didn't do well, even from a shape structure and decision making standpoint, we did better once we got down to zero um but it also that's ultimately i think what laid the foundation for us to be able to come back and and yes, it was I thought in the second half we rush things sometimes and um and we'll,
0: part of the- we'll, we'll we'll cut him off there. He will go on talking <laughs> about the second half. I just wanted to get the first uh, stuff stuff uh, uh the whole deal. Um by the way, somebody in the chat room goes, "Come on Josh, where's the passing map?" Don't worry. I have the passing map. I have it. Oh, the LA galaxy shape.
2: COG without a graph.
0: Yeah, right? I was please don't don't even don't even play that game. Um an interesting <laughs> shape on this and it gets twisted a little bit yeah. I think just because um with Cabral moving in and out of the formation and and, and sort of looking uh, a, a couple different things um, in that way but it's more of a if I don't know how to explain this for people who are on the podcast it's more of a diamond like an actual diamond shape not a four-sided diamond shape an actual like cut faceted diamond shape uh, there's there's a lot press forward you see these are also average positions which we talk about so much so you see you mm-hmm. know uh, Ravellison is very much in the center of all of this and you can see the mm-hmm. spokes coming out from him you see Sasha question being very much involved with his spokes. So a stronger midfield, a higher pushed up average position than, um yeah. than you see sometimes. And especially with Araujo, I mean, Araujo's average position was at the midfield line, um, which is, which is great to see. Right. So, um, yeah, that's where we're, uh, that's where we're at. And, and, and certainly with the, the passing chart, I think shows a, a good shape. I think Vanny would be happy if you showed him this chart, I think he would be okay with sort of the average positions and where everybody was. So, uh, for well, me,
2: yeah, and no, Josh. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you out, but I, I take you're spot on, uh, because also on the on the reflecting, you know, reflection of that, that puts Real Salt Lake on the back foot here. They played higher up, and you may remember that that concerted pressure Real Salt Lake at times couldn't get out of their own half. Yes. So when you look at this passing chart, you know a lot of that, you know, after that adjustment in the 30th minute, a lot of that game was played in Real Salt Lake's half, and and Real Salt Lake really had a problem just kind of get it out of the back. I saw Glad cough it up and as brilliant as show it show, was, he struggled with his distribution. Um, Herrera bombing on, left a lot of pressure, you know, on their number six, like Everton, Louise and Pablo Ruiz, who I thought, you know, after the adjustment uh, allowed Raveloson to come forward and, and put that pressure on yes. them. And they looked uncomfortable They, you know, they just, they didn't like it. And they're here. They are on their home ground, you know, fans out there. And I can't take my hat off to him enough because down two nil away from home, you, flat out got your new you know what's handed to you by Vancouver right let's be honest they were at work yep uh, the character you know is kind of a, a defining theme of this
0: yeah and you know I know people are going to say ah oh, should have been a three should have been three points you know it's like you cannot can you cannot count road points. Don't ever count road points. Don't ever be like, oh, you're going to run over Vancouver. Yes, they should have played better against Vancouver. Um, absolutely. Vancouver was up for that game. Absolutely. And the Galaxy were not up for that game. All right? So they played bad. That's it. Against RSL, that was the harder team out of the three teams that you're playing. And you go down to nothing and you're able to reel it back and get a point. Jump up and down with that point. That point feels like three points. It's not. It's <laughs> one point. But it feels like three points. Um, so be happy with that. But I mean, we're gonna look at Dallas here. If you think the yeah. LA Galaxy are just gonna walk in and beat Dallas, who hasn't lost a game at home this year, why do you think the Galaxy are special? Why do you think the Galaxy are special that they're gonna be able to do it third game in three? on the road, they've been traveling the whole time. Why do you think the Galaxy are special? I'm telling you, if the Galaxy do beat Dallas, which Dallas, strange things happen in Dallas, always have, always will. There's storms. There's like balls that are crossed that end up in the goal because of the wind and stuff. There's weird things. So just don't, let's, I, I, this is very much a do not count your chickens game um, because the Galaxy are going to have to work extremely hard if they're going to be the first team this year to beat the last place team at home. All right, that's it just it's one of those things. Anyway, that was my little Dallas sidebar before um, before we get into all this other stuff. Um, I mean, overall, that we we were talking about the three backs. Let's talk about that mm-hmm. just a little bit, um, because I think it's going to be super important for the rest of the season. I think you're going to see this. Uh, I think the LA Galaxy are comfortable in it. I think Greg Vanny mm-hmm. went out and got the defenders to be able to do it. Eventually, yeah. you can expect something like Dan Starris and Sega Koulibaly and Derek Williams as your three backs. Um, and whenever you can play a guy like Julian Araujo, who is absolutely a two-way defender and can play up on the wing um, and has been one of the best right-sided players um, in Major League Soccer so far this season. Um, and you can you can get somebody like Grant Sur who can play on that left-hand side or Viafania who can push up into that, into that spot. And he's not going to be the best uh, in that spot, but you know what? He's super solid. The LA Galaxy are really set up for this, Christian. You can see all the pieces and sort of how they fit. This is going to be something Greg goes to when he wants to sort of change things up.
2: And you want to have that plan B, and they have it. And, you know, Starris may not be the ball player. Derek Williams is a player that was cited by Greg Vanny who can play that long ball, and it was singled out for individual plays. Uh, praise for being one of the bright spots. He's starting to get fit and, and, and finding his way in there. Um, it's kind of a start-stop season for him. But, yeah, you want that tactical flexibility. They can go with three at the back. They look very comfortable. And, it, and with a player like Araujo on that right, you know, it means viafania may just drop a little bit, but – folks enjoy him while you can
3: because
2: <laughs> he's not going to be around long he is brilliant um there's a reason dennis to is smart enough to sign this guy he is going to gain a lot in the transfer market i think um but you know and i'd love to see it it's one of those great stories of the academy it's almost a, a vindication of, of the youth setup which i'm so fond of with los angeles and right. we're seeing it you know all the going all the way back to you know, the, the Dan Stars Dave Romney days, and, and he's just the latest one to roll off the conveyor belt, but he's possibly the best to roll off the conveyor belt. That includes Efrain Alvarez, um, but he's a special player, can play in back, can play as a fullback, gets forward, tracks back, um, and has a, just a tireless engine, a thirst, a hunger for the game, um, and it, ma- it makes things a lot easier to play with. And, you know, he's also, his maturity and learning to read the game, and, and you, you would look at his post-game comments, and, When he was playing the assist for the Rivelleson goal, he saw the defender take a step back, the fullback, and allowed him to open up the space. He recognizes that, says, "Hey, I can hit this cross." He placed that cross. He did for Rivelleson. It wasn't just a blind ball. It wasn't just one. Let's put it in the area. I mean, he basically threaded it right off the head of Rivelleson, who you know did all the rest. To to much to his aplomb, but um, yeah, Julian Araujo for me just lights out, fantastic.
0: Yeah. There was something about that, though, because um, he says, oh, I saw the defender move, right, and the whole deal. So the, mm. the, the whole idea here is that um, that Araujo was on the inside. Sasha Kleshin went to run around his outside, so there's an overlap there. And basically, Araujo's trying to read the defender, whether he's going to dish it off to Sasha or whether he's going to take the cross himself. Go back and watch that play, because the moment that defender moves... Araujo was already ready to put the cross in. He's talking about it like these were steps that happened like seconds apart. They did not happen seconds apart. He anticipated him just shifting his weight a little bit. The defender just goes to Sasha just for a second, and the ball's already off Araujo's feet. It's already in the cross. It is outstanding.
2: It is, and there's two things that stand out to me. This was just moments after they went to three at the back. And pushed to Raho, who had been playing a little bit higher, you know, to be honest. But with that three at the back, allowing him to play that wingback role a little bit more uh, forward, creative license. The second thing being the the movement off the ball is so important. It's something we don't really talk about, and I don't think it's such a Question: This guy, you know, is Albert Einstein in terms of reading a game. And credit to him, 35 years old, that late in the game with 13 minutes left. Making that run that run pulls the defender off, allows a to do that. Otherwise, he could have been you know closed down and the crosses have come in. And That's something that Real Salt Lake really struggled with in terms of pressure on the ball. I thought they defended too deep. Something, quite frankly, the Galaxy had problems with, especially earlier on in the match. But, um, yeah, uh, that's twofold there in terms of the adjustment that Vanny made, and another one besides the fact that bringing Grand Seer over to the left hand side. But, question also, make having the intelligence to make that run, recognize the situation and Araujo with the, you know, adaptability ability to just pick out Rivellison. And, you know, Rivellison, he's singled out for praise by Greg Vanny after the game. The timing of his runs, fantastic. He's so patient. Doesn't jump in. Nope. Really, we see that one go over his head after he's made the run. He, you know, you drop back a little bit patience and his athletic ability is, uh, you know, it's been unparalleled. You know, it's just, a, it was a beautiful goal. He should have had two on the night if it wasn't for Ochoa who, you know, had a very good performance. Who so I thought is, you know, one of the brightest young goalkeepers in the country.
0: You, you want you want the crazy stat? I tweeted out the crazy stat after uh, after the game. Right. Uh, oh, yeah. Revelison is averaging one goal every 84.75 minutes. He has... <laughs> not bad! Right? Not bad. He has four shots in MLS. All four of them have been on goal, goal and has three goals from yeah. that. We saw Ochoa save the other one that probably should have been a goal as well. Uh, just, just comparison's sake, not saying these two will ever be the same ever again, but let's do it while they're close. Javier Hernandez currently is averaging one goal every 86.6 minutes. So right now, uh, Ravelison is scoring at a higher rate than Chicharito was scoring through his first 10 games uh, that he played where he got his 10 goals. So just
2: so. Yeah, that's great. So, so wait, that means we're going to see Ravellison and Chicharito paired up front. <laughs> that's I mean,
0: that was uh, what did uh, Arajo said afterwards? He's like, I know. I think he's in the box more than some of our forwards <laughs> are. Right. And, and it was it was it was it was a nice little uh, joke there. By the way, Joe asks uh, what I'm drinking tonight. Uh, it's nothing even remotely exciting, um, but it's Waterloo's uh, sparkling water. I have the pineapple one. I will say it smells better than it really tastes. Like you, you expect it to taste very pineapple um, and then it just sort of tastes like sparkling water with like a, like somebody whispered pineapple at it as it, as it rolled across the other thing. So yes, that's my, that's my... Remember remember on this show, Christian, I don't know if you've, you've... I'm sure you heard. I'm trying not to drink Dr. Pepper during the show anymore because that's just drinking calories. My body really can't work off while I'm sitting here.
2: This is at the point of the show where you usually crash, right? Yeah. I mean, no, <laughs> probably like, it kicks it into gear right now. That's,
0: usually usually there's a Dr. Pepper. You know, someday in a studio that I build, underneath the desk, there's going to be a refrigerator that has the Dr. Pepper like sitting right there for emergency cases. So, um, you know, usually it's white girl coffee and Dr. Pepper. So um, that's, that's usually how, how I roll uh, for podcasts um
2: yeah I, this is an appeal for sponsorship well played <laughs> well pitched
0: yeah we'll see how that goes um anything else yes
2: josh can we give a shout out to hammer i of course i'm two shoes i'm trying to fill tonight trying um full kit wanker self-admitted full kit wanker and hammer coming out yes. um and a shout out to the hammer well played on the uh, social media if you haven't seen it go check it out on his twitter feed uh Good comedy, good stuff, good spirit.
0: Oh, always fun. He has a good TikTok, you know. I think that's why he moved to Dallas. He, he was going to go professional TikTok on us. I think uh, is is where. He wait, was
2: so from. wait, will he be at the game?
0: Uh, this doubt, da- yes, I believe he will be at the game uh, with right. uh, in Dallas. I believe so. Yes, there are some people I think who are meeting up with him. Um, I haven't. He says it's a crazy week, so you know he's. I don't know if he's allowed to go to the Dallas game because he's already in trouble because he's going to be at our live show. And what a perfect time. to What a great segue. Oh, wow. Amazing. Um, Our live show coming up on July 31st at Taps Brewery. Hammer is flying in for that. All right. He may get divorced out of it, but he's flying in for that particular game. I will tell you once again, I am hesitant to just tell you that who the special guests are because these are all very, they're very busy people. And if we can get them, that's great. But there are some people who I've been talking to that, um, you, yes, you're, you're going to want to come. I'm just saying you're going to want to come. And if they show up, it's great. And if not, I have some phone interviews lined up. It's going to be a ton of fun. But you again, at Taps Brewery, July 31st, uh, it's down in Tustin. Uh, it's not too far away from uh, from my work. So it's just down the street there. We've had events there before. 4.30 do- doors open. We're going to do a 90-minute live show uh, at 5.30. And no, it's not going to be broadcast anywhere. This is just for the people who are there. And then I will eventually put it out afterwards um, as a podcast. So everybody can sort of see the, the fun and the shenanigans that we had. Uh, you can get your tickets corner of the galaxy.com, Click on the live show uh, moniker there. You go down, you scroll and it says buy tickets. Tickets, I think, are like six dollars with fees. It's five dollars and then it's like a dollar fee and whenever it rounds up. So get your tickets. And as I have said and been consistent throughout this whole thing, if you cannot afford to buy tickets, Christian, you show up anyway and I don't care. Come enjoy it and have some beers with us. All right. I'm 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 not worried about it.
2: <laughs> it said beers at 7:15 i yes. i think that's
0: going to get bumped up. oh, oh yeah i mean at, it yeah it's going to start at 5 let's go know. yeah it's going to start at 5 and then i'm going to do a live show while drinking a beer and then afterward i mean you know it's going to be it's going to be a fun it's going to be fun It We're might have be your talk.
2: best show josh
0: it was and linda pickle is going to be there by the way she's going to do a little mini pop up nice. for us as well so there's a little pop up museum um i was talking with her today she's really excited about that and i'm excited to have her there um, as well. So sh- that's going to be there. It's outside because somebody asked me that question. We're outside. So if you're worried about COVID, great. I understand. Mm-hmm. You're more than welcome to wear masks while we're there, too. Uh, totally your choice. However, you want to do that. Um, you know, for, for me, if you want to take pictures with me, I'll put a mask on if you want, or, you know, I'm fully vaxxed, too. So however you want to do it, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to hang out with you. And, uh, hopefully we can wrangle somebody. Hammer will be there. I believe Larry's going to be there. I believe Sophie's going to be there. Uh, and the panda may be checking in from Tokyo whenever we do it. So, um, that, wow yeah we're gonna wake him up earlier so uh again uh at about five five p.m i think is whenever things will probably start to ramp up a little bit so we open around four thirty, show up there find a seat that type of thing and um, we should have a lot of fun so that's that's my pitch july, july 31st uh we'll see you out there the game's on friday night on saturday we get to recap that game with a whole bunch of special guests and do that fun stuff so that's and cosmo's gonna be there i forgot cosmo too so
2: that was my next question i mean it, Fantastic.
0: It, you have to get the alien there. You have to you have to get the man. And I'm pretty nice. sure I'm pretty sure they have tacos at the food truck that's there, too. So, you know, Cosmo will be a happy, a happy <laughs> alien. I'm sure he will be. So um, anyway, uh, a fun a fun little picture that we saw, obviously, was uh, a with his uh, with his hand up to his ear oh, yeah. after he scored the goal. I thought that was great. Um, he said that he got booed earlier in the game after, uh, after a play. And so he wanted to, uh, to see if they were still booing after all of that. Um, and yes, they were, they weren't happy with him and he loved every second of that. So, um, interesting galaxy actually won the possession battle. Um, that didn't mm-hmm. change for most of the game, even when the galaxy were down two nothing, they were still holding into possession, uh, advantage, um, it just got to be more dangerous on the possession side, and uh, I saw an RSL person who was who was tracking Real Salt Lake saying that they have the worst uh, passing average percentage accuracy um, in the league at seventy seven point five. The LA Galaxy at eighty three point three, and you could see some of that in that game. So, um, yeah. final thing I want to get to on this game, and then we'll we'll shift gears a little bit. Um, just the heat maps that they're showing for Reveleson. Um Basically, the dude's all over the center of the field. Um, and that's, that's really where you want to see your number six, but that number six has also scored three goals in three games, um, and is doing some ridiculous things. So Christian, that's what I have from the, uh, the RSL game. Anything else you want to add on
2: that? Um, when's the Ryan and bobblehead coming out?
0: Seriously. They need to do, like, they need to have a little oh soccer God. ball bouncing off his like, head. He's can,
2: I mean, I love him. I love I, mean, I love it. I love the, the, the composure. It's, it's almost like he's casual, but he's not. I mean, such a, a breath of fresh air. He's, you know, he's kind of added an assured confidence and to. And there's a guy, you know, he could he, with his team, he could have played in Ligue 1 if right. he wanted to. His team, he guided them to promotion, so he had the option of playing in the French top flight. Which is, look, it's not you know Germany, Italy, Spain, or England, but it's up there, you know, second tier in terms of top flight leagues. And so the fact that he came over here, I like to have that pedigree. He's been to been through the pressure cooker. You can see it in his play exactly what they need it's been nothing but positive since he's uh taking the pitch
0: i said this on twitter and then i watched people explode uh apparently not understanding kind of what maybe i didn't say it well um i said that if vanny hits and so far we've seen hits so we're talking about bringing people in if he gets hits Mm -hmm. in terms of successful people he brought in when you look at derrick williams uh jonathan bond um via even whenever you're there then you go to uh grand you go to uh um you go to Cabral if he hits on all of those that he brought in except for Cabral they had an unbelievable season and if Cabral struggles to sort of find his way which is a perfect perfectly could happen um i'm not willing to write him off at all and i don't understand people who are um but i think he's going to build into the season i just think it's going to be a slow burn for him he's going to have to get understand the physicality needed he's going to have to understand the speed that he needs all these things but if they get on all of those if you hit on all those you can't ask for a better transfer season cuz transfers are never guaranteed christian unless and that's not even the guys who spend like you know hundreds of millions of dollars on transfers there's no guarantee a guy's going to come in and fit with your system and fit with your club and do everything that you want him After to do. yeah <laughs> exactly i mean no you you're right and, And we talk about those busts all the time, right? So don't think that Cabral couldn't be a bust. Now, I'm not calling him a bust. I'm far from that. But I'm just saying that if you did all that, it's still a successful season in terms of the people that you brought in. The thing that people, I think, get rubbed the wrong way is that he's a young designated player and that spot is important. Um, but his signing as a young DP has also allowed the LA galaxy to do other things like get Araujo and get F Ryan Alvarez locked up. So that way, whenever eventually those guys do get sold, the LA galaxy will be made whole for those contracts. Um, so those are, those are important things. So all that stuff, um, trying to to sort of balance those things. I am of the belief that, you know, if you got half of your transfers right sometimes, that's super successful. It kind of depends on where they play. But Vanny and Dennis DeClosa have hit on most of the guys they brought in so far this year. That's that's huge.
1: Oh, you
2: think about where we were a year ago and and you know, he throwing Victor Vasquez into the mix. Um yeah, Derek Williams has been a boost. I think he's gonna really come good here, especially as he gets a good run of games underneath him. I think really think also too, we haven't seen a lot of him is Sega Kulabali. I think he and Williams are the future center back pairing. He's um, gonna be a special player. He's gonna fit right in and be the out and out um, you know, center back pairing, whether it be in a back three or back four. So yeah, I, my my rule is like if you're hitting on half of your transfers then you're doing well. I mean, you know, even the best bomb in the transfer market, yep. like we've talked, you know, we just mentioned some big names, but you know, even Sir Alex Ferguson, the Manchester United bombed in, in, you know, some of his transfers, right. Chelsea's done it. I mean, the player teams all around the league, but you know, look at, you, know, you look at the likes of what's transpired now. And you think of like players that have come in, in the last couple of years that haven't made an impact. And, and then you look at the players that are making impacts now. And the, the contrast is stark. Yes. It's positive here, and they're, and they're having meaningful impacts. And, and it, this is also amidst a depleted team. So what's striking me here is, yes, the, the first 11, when it comes back to full strength, will be very strong, but there's also a depth. Yes. And Adam Dimension, which the Galaxy, you know, last year, they're, they're very shallow. I mean, no depth. For, we're seeing that. now.
0: I mean, ever since basically Bruce Serena left, yeah. the LA Galaxy have not been deep, right? They've been a very, these are the guys who are sort of there. Guillermo had, I yeah. think, the deepest squad in 2019, Um, out of any of them and that wasn't you got to the bench and it wasn't exactly like oh yeah there's a ton of game changers in there it was just Laton out front knocking balls in for the most part Um, so yeah I mean I think if you're a Galaxy fan you should be very happy already 14 games in the season be happy with the progress that they've been able to make in this offseason because the rebuild that is going on for me feels very reminiscent of, uh, of 2009, whenever Bruce arena sort of came in and filled all the holes and started building that depth. Um, and you saw, you know, I, I think it's an easier league in 2009, less teams, uh, easier mm-hmm. way to get there. But the LA galaxy were in an MLS cup in 2009. Um, and they didn't win it. Um, which by the way, they, they shouldn't have won that game. It was one of those that it wasn't the time. It wasn't the time for everything to come together. <laughs> 2009, wasn't it? Don't 2010, go there, don't go there. <laughs> 2010, wasn't it? 2011 was, was where it was all going to pay off, you know, that type of thing. There, but yeah,
2: there's one thing though, that I think the final piece of this puzzle is, is the galaxy to be harder to play against yes. right now. And they have not been harder to play that I think only six other teams have, have conceded more goals in major league soccer in the galaxy this year. So, if, if for all the, you know, the, the plaudits and aplomb that we're giving to Koulibaly, Williams, Steris, you know, I thought Depew's done well. It need to be harder to play against. And it's not just a, a criticism of the back four. Right. I mean, any any coach will tell you it's got to start up front and it's got to be better here in and, and any cover. And I think Rovellison is starting to provide that a little bit. They have a little bit of an extra edge right now, um, but again, they're not at full strength. When they come back at full strength, is when I expect them to. That's the next step. We know they're going to get goals. Right. And they're showing there is depth in goal scoring, you know, whether it's, you know, Ravellas and even Cabral chipping in, or Grand Seer for me is due. There are goals in this team. There are goals throughout, even with Chicharito out injured right now. But if you could be harder to play against, which is, is coming together, and, then, and, you know, stability is the cornerstone of a good defense, and, and that means games. That means, you know, just basically playing a lot together. We haven't had that yet. I mean, so whether it's Depew the back there, Steris, once we get Koulibaly back from injury and they, they become you know almost on the same page, I think we're going to see that kind of blossom because that can be a really good back five. Jonathan Bond is, has been superb yes, this season. Has.
0: Absolutely. 100%. No, I'm all about the defense growing into it this year. I think that's uh, that's definitely going to happen. All right. um, I want to get to a couple stats things just because we're keeping track. Um, If you look at it right now, Kevin Cabral is the, your leading designated player. He has played 86.2% of his total minutes. And as a matter of fact, is second only now to wow. Javier Hernandez in 866 minutes. Um, and so, um, you know, if you look at, uh, at what they were sort of looking at and, and sort of how that is going at the 866 minute, now he's at 776 minutes, um, 86.2% there uh, for the LA galaxy in total minutes played by Kevin Cabral. We'll work on getting Christian back. I know he's, he lost me. I think his, his earphones uh, may have died and maybe he's, maybe he's done for the rest of the night. I don't know. It could be uh it could be one of those. We'll, we'll, we'll keep an eye on that as we go ahead. Um, uh, the away points is something i am watching very closely the la galaxy averaging 1.20 points per game across their entire uh, franchise history they're currently averaging 1.43 points per game um, the one point certainly helped getting three points is always a huge huge plus but if you go back into some of these um, some of these you know 2014s and 20 uh, let's see, 2014 had like 1.24 um, that's an mls cup winning year and right now the la galaxy averaging 1.43 uh, points per game um, on some of that. Christian, we get you back. Are you? I'm back.
2: Sorry, uh, my 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 headphones went out.
0: That's okay. No problems. I just want to make sure you're good. Um, so so we're so so we're looking at the 1.43 points per game right now on the road. That's huge for the LA Galaxy. I can't tell you how important road points are in terms of you know you're not supposed to win on the road. Any point you get on the road is a good point in Major League Soccer. Win all of your home games. Win you know even a third of your road games, and you are a very good team. In Major League Soccer, whether that. Uh, when we go over the overall start for the LA Galaxy, I believe they're tied for fourth best start in franchise history right now, tied with 2019, who also had 25 points through 14 games. Uh, the real leaders here 2010 had 33. And then you get into the the, sh- the non sh- or the shootout eras, uh, 34 in 1998. So uh, sort of keep an eye on that one as it as it keeps going. Uh, the LA Galaxy are on pace right now. Listen, 2019 was a team that won Christian a whole bunch up front and then sort of skittered through the through the rest of that. You don't want to see that from the LA Galaxy. So this year, so watch them, you know, strengthen their position over these next five six games basically the next month of August whenever you get through the month of August see where the LA Galaxy are after that and there's some tough games coming ahead for them uh, and a lot of games to be played so um, we'll, we'll keep an eye on that Uh, Let's see the average points per game for the LA galaxy right now. Extremely high actually um, compared to across their overall average. 1.52 is their overall average 1.79 right now for the LA galaxy. If they finish the season that way, which would be great. uh, They would be tied with 2014 at 1.79 only really the years of uh, 2010 and 2011, where they finished at just shy of two points per game across their entire season. Did they have higher? So, Uh, Again, Galaxy look like they're at least trending in the right direction. They have some tough games, though, and those tough games will sort of change some things around um, on that. I'm just going to go to the goal projection so that we can sort of see if we project out how many goals they have scored and how many goals they have allowed, and you project that out over a 34-game season, right now they would be at about 55.9 goals scored or 53.4 goals allowed. Um, I expect... Uh, that 59, 55, almost 56 is actually a really high number for the LA Galaxy. It's above yeah. their average. So as long as they can keep on that pace, that would be great. Uh, the 54 goals is also high in terms of giving up goals. So you want to see that shrink as we come closer uh, to the uh, to the end of the season. And you want to see that, that goals number continue, basically scoring at the same rate that they're at, um, because I think that would be really good seasons for the Galaxy. All right. Um, standings, Christian? Uh, Let's do it. L.A. Galaxy third in the Western Conference, fourth overall in the Sporter Shield, uh, Colorado right behind them. Colorado is this quiet team that I don't think a lot of people are paying attention to, Christian, and they are absolutely a good team. I mean, um,
2: yeah. Colorado uh, head coach Robin Frazier, a very, very good friend of Greg Vanny. In fact, those two are on the same staff at, at Chivas USA, and they've been kind of interlinked. And it was Robin who actually brought Greg into Chivas and then the the favor was returned um, when they were linked up at Toronto. Um, and Robin Frazier is a hell of a coach. Yes. And what he's getting out of this Colorado team, Cole Bassett is really showing to be, you know, one of the midfield phenoms so far. So, yeah, Colorado's for a little Got that second spot, Josh. I know. It's right it there. It could have been ours. Yes. You know, you see, we're two points adrift. I mean, I thought for sure, you know, on Saturday it was going to be not a walkover, but I was expecting three points. Uh, a little disappointed, but you know, whatever. That's that's what it is. But that, that darn SKC right there in front of us, and who so had that one-one draw, I believe, against San Jose last night. So it's yes. just trying to get over that hump. And you know what? Was that five points off of of Seattle? Yeah. But for me, no matter how good New England is, they're still the cream of the crop, Seattle.
0: I, I think I think Seattle uh, is also winning their game because they're playing tonight. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think they were also winning that game. I'm sure somebody in the uh, in the chat room will update me. Uh, uh, Patrick gave us a five dollar super chat before we get to Dallas. Uh, Patrick gave us a five dollar super chat, says there will be a weird dude you don't recognize at the live show at TAPS. And that person will not be me because sadly I will not be able to join. So we'll just look out for that weird person, Patrick. Um, But thank you for the five dollars. We appreciate that uh, going along before we get Completely out of touch with anything. I I would just like to talk about Jonathan Bond and his pillow that he travels on the plane with and how this seems like a really good marketing opportunity, Christian, that they are not attacking right now. Could they have like a little pillow type Jonathan Bond guy that is like body pillow that you could just, you know, you could sleep with every night? I guarantee you I would buy one. Um, I know that there are some I know that there are some friends of mine, uh, some ladies who would definitely buy a little like pillow stuff, Jonathan Bond. So when are the L.A. Galaxy going to jump on this? There needs there needs to be a Jonathan Bond body pillow and it needs to
2: happen like quickly. And how great would it be to have like a little mini Jonathan Bond little body pillow mascot right along to tag along with Cosmo?
0: I, I something Maybe. needs to happen. Yes, I, I agree with you 100%. So that's it. Uh, by the way, a chat room updated me. Seattle did beat Austin. I, I think Seattle started five teenagers, uh, with the youngest, one of the youngest starting lineups. And they won one nothing. I believe Rui Diaz scored that goal, which puts him at 11 goals now. I think he jumps mm-hmm. up above Chicharito. So 11 for Rui Diaz. And I think it was from about 40 yards away. Um,
2: yeah, they're, they're incredible. Seattle they, being incredible.
0: I mean, they are so depleted. They have they have almost nobody, and they're still winning. Brian Schmetzer is just is just amazing.
2: And um, the players they bring on, I had a chance to see Absis Suko play with you know Galaxy Two in their game earlier this season. And I was like, wow, this kid here he is. He could step right into it, you know, a central defensive role in an MLS team. And lo and behold, now he's stepped right in, and they haven't even missed New who. So yeah, yeah, the the players that were roll the conveyor belt there are just fantastic, uh,
0: amazing what they're able to do. Um, on I'm going to say a more limited budget. Um, but I, I, they just constantly retool. Um, and that's, yeah. that's amazing. They're like you said, the conveyor belt, somebody gets hurt, somebody else steps in. It's like they were never gone. Right. It was it just, uh, some crazy thing. All right. Um, Let's see where we're at right here. Uh, the LA Galaxy face off against FC Dallas coming up 5:30 mm. p.m. Uh, time. Uh, this kickoff time is 5:38 p.m. Again, if it's on Spectrum, expected to kick off eight minutes after uh, the official time. So 5:38 p.m. is your official kickoff time. Uh, let's see. Whenever I look at FC Dallas, Christian, um, I see a team that is 2-7 and 5 overall for 11 points. They are absolutely in 13th place in the Western Conference. Uh, they are in 25th place in the Supporter Shield. Um, and yet, again, I go to their home record, and they're 2-0-5. They have two wins at home, but five <laughs> draws. They've played seven games, and they have not lost a game at home. And they have played some teams that are good teams at home, um, and yet they have not lost. But they are the worst team in the Western Conference. It doesn't it, it doesn't compute for me. Um, except that FC Dallas is a weird place. I already told you that it's a weird place. I'm just, I'm just saying.
2: So it's, it's like the Bermuda Triangle of Major League Soccer. I mean, I don't, I don't know what to make of me. I haven't seen a lot of them, and to be honest, I'm not going to try and fake it here. But uh, you know, they can score goals. I mean, you know about their youth philosophy. They, they sell off all their players to Europe, so they're always, you know, kind of like Seattle we were talking about. There are a lot right. of these players coming out. But yeah, I mean, to, you don't know what you're going to get, and you know what kind of a start are we going to see out of LA? I mean, you know, I expected a strong start against Vancouver. They got it, but then. You know, you're expecting a stronger start after the end of the Vancouver game against Real Salt Lake. We didn't get that. I think I, I, I don't even know what's going to happen, man.
0: Well, and, and let's let's put this into perspective again. Um, you know, the guys were in the pool today. We saw pictures of them in the pool doing some regen, uh, some pool session regen stuff, which is mm. great. Uh, that's what they should be doing. They flew from Utah this morning, basically made it to Dallas. Um, so they're in Dallas now um they'll stay there they you know it's going to be hot we know it's going to be hot in Dallas It'll probably be windy cuz why not there's nothing in the that state to stop the wind from blowing um <laughs> so you know you have all that and Dallas overall against the LA Galaxy actually has a winning record Dallas is 11-10 and 3 overall against the LA Galaxy um mm-hmm. you go back to last year 3-1 win for the LA Galaxy uh back to 2019 a 2-nothing win um a a 2-nothing win for Dallas in Dallas in 2019 so again uh, you know a good team in 2019 Uh, Dallas was able to sort of take it. It's just Dallas is one of those places for me, Christian, that I am not confident ever going. Uh, It's farther away than you think it is. It's hotter than you think it is. Uh, The field, for whatever reason, always plays just a little weird, much like RSL. RSL Mm -hmm. plays as, as hard as a rock. It might as well be turf. Um, in, in some cases. Um, so you look at all that. I don't know where to put the LA Galaxy in this. I do know that the odds makers are saying right now, 538 specifically, is saying the LA Galaxy don't stand a chance in this game. Seriously. Yeah. I Right? I mean, I, I this, one, this one I think is wrong. I'm going to get to 538. Here's 538. They have a 48% chance that Dallas mm. is going to win this game, a 28% chance that the LA Galaxy are going to win this game, and a 24% chance that there's going to be a draw in this game. That, to me you know i'm not saying bet on things okay because i'm not buying it i wouldn't do that christian but that to me seems way slanted it's way more towards that draw i think than anything else and i think that if you get a draw out of dallas yes you'll be like we got two points out of three games on the road Mm. It, it it's it doesn't make you it doesn't keep you warm at night christian but it 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 progresses you it takes you a step forward you get something out of it and i'm i and i'm sort of feeling like that's how this is going to go because i do not feel like the la galaxy have a lot left in the tank after what they've done against vancouver and real salt
2: lake at at at, uh, altitude i think it's a team that actually is is buoyed by confidence right now they found a different way to win and they chartered new ground i think they're going to kick on from here personally and I think, I think Dallas is a little weak at the back. I think they're a little bit soft. Yes. Let, let, let's be honest. The X factor could be Hammer in the stands. Yeah, it, it could be. And
0: his TikTok of the day. Whatever. Only
2: only in full kit TikTok mode.
0: <laughs> that's, right, that's right. That's I, I want to see if he's going to do TikTok from the stadium, quite honestly. <laughs> uh, it has to
2: happen. It has. Please make it happen, Josh. <laughs> uh,
0: Ricardo Pepe has, is their leading goal scorer five goals. Uh, Jesus Ferreira, Ryan Hollingshead both have three assists. By the way, Grant Sear leads the LA Galaxy in assists now. Four assists for, for Grant's here. Uh, Chicharito has the 10 goals. We do not have updates on injuries and normally we do because normally there's a call on a Thursday morning and Thursday mid, middle of the day and we're able to do it. That call yeah. is pushed till Friday so it's actually happening tomorrow. So uh, I implore you to pay attention to the Twitter feed tomorrow and sort of see where that's at. We'll give you updates on sort of where it is. I'll tell you that Chicharito was not with the team um, and has not been with the team at least up to this yeah. point. Um, I think the same is true with Sega Cool Bali. The injured guys were staying home on this so i do not expect that um they're suddenly going to show up in, in dallas for this um so i think that no. the team you've seen over the first two games is the team you're going to see for this third game and you're just going to save chicharito if he's ready uh to come back against portland that's that's my take on on the injuries right now
2: yeah i'd have to agree with you 100 why risk it right now uh you know it'd be extravagance to bring him back out um it, it, you're going against the bottom team in the western western conference You've got to expect points yes. out of this, and with or without Chicharito, I'm expecting points. And quite frankly, for a team that's in the third position like this, who you know has hit some heady heights this year, you expect points out of this. I'm expecting a win, all right, personally, out of this. Yes, I am. I mean, it's it's not going to be it's not going to be a walkover. No, but I'm expecting it to be a little bit tighter. And um, I'm expecting the Galaxy, you know, they've they found a different way to play, and that that's kind of the revelation I take from um, these last few running games, but especially the the last like. You know, for, for 15 minutes of the first half and the second half so of the game against RSL. So, yeah, it's going to be tight. But, I mean, again, the dreaded Bermuda Triangle of Major League Soccer. Who the hell knows what's going to happen with, in Dallas? Because you and I have been around this long enough or some strange stuff happens. In Dallas, I mean, they're so hit and miss. I mean... You know, they can come out and score four and then come out and let in four I mean they, you they, know, they beat kind of like a poor man San Jose they beat New
0: England right New England who is this this very very good team under Brewster in a very consistent yeah. very good very good scoring very dynamic right like all these things you look at mm-hmm. that they went and they beat they beat New England at home that was one of their two wins at home was beating New England so you can't just gonna you can't just walk in there thinking you're gonna get the points and maybe that was a problem with Vancouver I don't think that was but I mean certainly the way they played you would you would think they just weren't up for that game for whatever reason it was. And they
2: they just lost Tanner Tessman, who was sold to Benicia. God, just think if Dallas had all those players that they sold, you know, bringing back McKinney and
0: Tessman. Can can you imagine being in 13th place? So you're a Dallas fan, right? You're in 13th place, and one of your better players you sell in the middle of you being in 13th place. And uh, I was talking to John, yeah. John Arnold, who was up in the in the press box, and he's like, you know, and their scouting hasn't been as good as it was, you know, maybe five or six years ago. I think one of their, their lead guys who was a scout, yes, actually passed away. And since then, they really have sort of had trouble sort of finding that. Um, diamond and the rough stuff they used to do, right? They used to go down to like South or Central America and find yeah. a guy who was really good, but you know wasn't that expensive. And they would bring him in, and he would be. They just they had dangerous teams. I mean, look at them in 2010; yeah. they knocked the LA Galaxy uh, out of the playoffs, and in in a, in a year where they had the supporter Shield. But that was sort of their heyday. And since mm-hmm. then, they still selling a lot of uh, a lot of players. Players are going overseas. Players are doing things, and they're making they're making that money. But at the same time, it's not improving their team uh, there in Dallas. So it's just. I don't know. For me, that's just—it's tough to take. I think if you're an FC Dallas fan, whenever you see that you're selling players, but you're not necessarily getting anything in 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 return. You're getting money, but where where where's yeah. the where's the payoff?
2: You had to reinvest in your youth, and this is a really big point. I mean, interesting point on a larger scale. You know, MLS a selling league, but you know, it kind of stands in stark contrast to these designated players coming in. It's great to do if you're an FC Dallas, if. You can continue to have that conveyor belt. You continue to reinvest the youth program and bring those players off the line. Now they've had some good runs with some of the domestic players, but you know, I, I remember going back. I mean, this is how old we are. You know, I remember the days of Jesus Ferreira's dad, David, who was a revelation. You know, when they brought him in from Colombia, right. uh, and you don't you don't really see a lot of that South American uh, pipeline like um, it, it hitting to the heights that those players did back in the days. Um, so, yeah, if you can replenish and reinvest and continue to have it on then yes there is that it's a good business model you take the transfer fees and you know that's how a lot of the world works you you look at holland is you know is a a prototypical example of that so there's nothing wrong with that model in my estimation but you've got to have the presence you've got to have the people and you've got to have the scouts you've got to have the youth coaches and and that's something that's just not like at the top level that's something that goes you know down to the u13s you know down to you know as far as the u10s so Tough to do, right? But I believe, personally, for me, that is the future of this league, and how it's going to go up. And I think LA is really tapping into that, like Seattle is as well.
0: Yeah, um, we're we're. It, it, I, I'm really interested to see how the LA Galaxy sort of um, navigate this last game. This is, this is sort of one yeah. of those character games, right? You're, you're going to have to put in way more effort than you think you're going to have to play. Uh, I think Dallas has a hard field as well. It's sort of similar to RSL. And so the ball bounces a little weird and does a little thing and it's harder on your body and all those things. And so you're just hoping that, um, all the little hints that they've sort of picked up over the last couple of games that they can sort of put it all together. So, uh, again, the LA galaxy face off against FC Dallas, uh, it's a five 30 PM Pacific time, 7:30 uh, central time kickoff, uh, uh, Spectrum Sports Net. So, Kobe Jones, uh, Joe Titino, and, mm. and Nikki K. Yes, do it. Yes,
2: I have a surprise cameo coming for you on Spectrum Sports. I cannot reveal my insider information, but. but. Obi will not be a part of the broadcast. Somebody special is coming your some, way. So some, stay tuned. Joe will be there. Okay. hold it down as usual. Nikki doing a great job in her first season. But yes, there will be a surprise cameo. Wow. Stay tuned. Wow. Everybody's excited. All right. Good. It's deal. not me. It's not me. I, Thank you. I,
0: I, I was going to say, I think, you yeah, I thought you were building yourself up. I'm like, you can just no, tell no, everybody no. it's you. I, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I, I, would it really be that surpri- big of a surprise, Christian? Are, are you building them? I mean, you know, we see. No, no, well, uh But anyway. <laughs> about yeah. me yes <laughs> yeah let's make this about me very good that's where we're uh that's where we're at for the la galaxy and i think that's about where anything else christian you want to touch on before we uh get on out of here
2: want to see a 90 minute performance Yeah. that's all i want um great starts slow starts poor finishes I, we haven't seen it yet we get it three points are going in the bag for the galaxy all right a a lot of fun i'm uh i'm I'm ready to rock and roll why don't you tell people here first
0: pal that's right uh christian as always thank you thank you for coming on thank you for doing this we've talked for years and i'm a moron for not having you on sooner so please accept my apologies and we'll have you back on i promise all
2: right thank you sir a lot of fun big fan you guys do a great job kudos to uh all the cog superstars i'm just glad i got a little bit of a name on the marquee just maybe like a little be right size font maybe
0: <laughs> that's right we'll, we'll we'll get you something uh why don't you tell people where they can find you and we'll
2: uh we'll roll uh c miles sports is my twitter handle uh you can catch me on lagalaxy.com for the live radio stream of the games uh a little bit here and there if you like college soccer folks it's coming your way soon So you come back online out of this covid nonsense pac-12 networks a lot of college soccer here in southern california and maybe maybe Maybe
0: one more COG. Maybe, yeah, I think we can work that out. I think we can make it happen. Make, I mean, you I know, know, the hammer's bailing anyway. All right. Uh, I know. Uh, always, always, Christian. We, we, we appreciate it. Don't know. He, he went away. All right. If you're looking <laughs> for me on Twitter, it's at Jay Gessman, J G U E S M A N. And of course, at Galaxy Podcast. Head on over to com. That's where you can find our podcast videos, articles, all that fun stuff. Go buy your tickets for the live show coming up July 31st at Taps River in Tustin. We have some amazing things lined up for you. You're not going to want to miss it. Click on the live button. Buy those tickets. All right. For Mr. Christian Miles, I'm Josh Guessman. You've been listening. You've been watching to Corner
1: of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Have a great one, everybody. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at galaxypodcast.com.